Welcome to Not Just Talk Radio, a modern-day movement offering a platform where real talk and new perspectives are transformed into action and evidence. Your host is LaTanya Jr., along with co-hosts Tina Wynn and Tony Brown. LaTanya is known for her unconventional brilliance and humanitarian scope of interest. They're ready to share both wit and wisdom. Now, here is LaTanya, Tina, and Tony. Yay! <laughs> welcome, welcome. Not just talk. Is that a clap, Tony Brown? Yeah, I want to do it. Like I told you, we need to get some sound effects. So I, I like your sound now, effects. Really yeah, n- now during the month of July, um, we just got through our big travel season. So maybe now we could get some claps or some something, some that's sound why, effects. That's, I actually have a whole reel of sound effects, but that is why you're really clapping is because you've just finished a tremendous amount of work. You don't know. I feel like a truck has run over me. (laughs) Oh, yes, I do. (laughs) Unfortunately, as you get older, you don't recuperate as quickly. And so I have to acknowledge that I am not recuperating as quickly anymore. And I was speaking on the phone to somebody about an hour ago and they were like, what are you going to do today? And I said, well, I have errands to run, but I swear to God, I think I have to go back to bed for like two hours before I can even run errands. You know, it's so so funny. On Monday, I actually took three naps. I like a two o'clock. I took a two hour nap later, a three hour. I was like, I think I slept the entire day. Yep. It's all I love, about. I love a nap. I, I love know. a nap. Well, it's so nap. funny. There's so much. I know we're waiting for Tina to, to join us, but you know, you and I had a quick chat yesterday and then I had an aha moment this morning, but you know, tomorrow's the 4th of July. I can't believe it. Can you believe that? Did no, you hear? Because- yes. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, no, I can't believe it because that means I missed the entire month of June. Like, I did not really get to do anything that I wanted to do, go to the beach. Uh, June is gone, and now we're into July already. Can't believe it. Well, did you hear that in Washington, D.C., that they were there will be um, cannons and I, I, whatever? I, I can't. I really can't even. I don't even know what to tell you all. I don't even know what to say. I mean... And they're taking over two million dollars out of the parks budget. To I know the parks haven't. I mean, I, 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 you know, I've lived in D.C. for fifteen years, so I'm like, oh, I'm sure they're not happy about that. You know, it, it's just that D.C. is not it's not conducive, and that's why the machines actually these these tanks will never hit the ground because they said the tread would destroy the streets. So they're literally, how tacky is this, bringing them in on like these giant flatbeds and just let them sit out there. Yeah, I mean, and also they were talking about, um, you know, they have to protect the staircase and the streets in front of the uh, any kind of memorial or important um, building because the weight of the tank um, right. would crush the foundation. It is basically well, first of all, I can't even believe we're talking about tanks and things in the streets you know i don't i don't understand our president i guess i am never going to understand um i'm just you know it's almost like what's he going to come up with next well it's like well that's basically the planet i mean other countries you know when it quacks like a duck it's a duck and there's some problems there there's no doubt about it that there are any problems there but you know it's so funny because that was the question i had as African-American women, because we're very, I said last week on the show, you were um, um, you weren't Away. available. Right. And I said to, 
Tina, I said, if you live in America and if you are a leader of an organization, you got to be a fruitcake, a nut, cray cray. If you do not hire people of color that have have achieved this level of success, because when if you could ever wrap your head around how difficult it is to be a person of color in America, to to weed through the systemic racism, the hatred, the disappointments, and still achieve, you are dealing with an absolute giant superstar. You're not going to find a better worker. I'm just mm-hmm. I'm just saying, the level mm-hmm. of determination. I mean, I have a client, and I am shocked. One of my clients. I have to play with, I'm just shocked how you have to play with adults with such kid, kid gloves. And meanwhile, they have beat the hell out of us and said <laughs> any and everything they want. And, and then when you sit down and talk to leadership, if you don't talk to them like pampered children, they, um, they freak out. They can't even handle it. And I thought, if you went through what people of color went through in America, you wouldn't be able to survive. And so now well, I say that to say, here's my question, Tony. Mm. Does America deserve to be, number one, the leader of the planet Earth? Um, the biggest argument they're having, you know, we got to be China, we got to be this, we got to be number one. From your, does America deserve to be number one? Does all, does their bad outweigh, their good outweigh their bad? Their great ideas outweigh their horrible, historic and current record to citizens? Well, you know, we say the emperor has no clothes when people uh, actually get to see behind the curtain or, or, or the Wizard of Oz where the wizard is behind the curtain and you can't see what's really going on. I think I think we've exposed ourselves. We've been exposed that we are not the greatest country in the world. We don't have the greatest thinkers in the world. We are not the moral compass for the world because our curtain has been pulled back. The wizard has been seen. The emperor has no clothes. <laughs> All of those uh, remarks um, are true. We are not. We, we're not leading by example. That's what we're supposed to do. If you're going to claim that you're the greatest country in the world, you, you, you're the moral uh, compass for people, that's what you're supposed to show. And now, you know, the fact that migrants and their children are being separated and housed, warehoused, and people have interviewed the kids and they have pictures to prove it. Is another failure. And, and children, and children are, are drinking out of toilets. We can't tell right. another country what they ought to do about anything. I totally agree. We are I not th- the ones. And, and, and you I, know, I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No. no, no, we are not the ones. We are so not the ones. And we don't have a plan. We don't have a plan put in place with all the failures. And, and, and I'm going to say this, the strategy and the compass that the American concept was written, that those words are beautiful. We the people. But I'm going to tell you, as a strategist, we have failed for over 200 years or 300 years and continue to fail. The fact that we are living in 2019, and I was watching um, yesterday a program on CNN, and they were debating if one of the candidates is black enough or they're debating about race. But I'm, I, you know... Just the fact that white America as a whole, because until everybody, you know, some, there's not enough of them standing up, this comfort with being the main priority of America is quite darn disgusting. That comfort of privilege. You know what? It's okay if the little kids are raped 
It's okay if the little kids are drinking out of toilet waters and they're abusing these people. It's okay if a black guy, and just listen, world, in America, an African-American was at a hospital in a robe with an IV and walked outside the front door with, a, with his friend. You know how you walk, you, they allow you to walk around for fresh air? And he walks a few feet outside the door and the security and cops actually put him in handcuffs and arrested him. He's telling them, I'm in the hospital. They say, no, you're trying to steal the IV. I mean, it's the most cockamamie story. It is. We are not we smart as, enough. Right. If we're not embarrassed by that, if you're not embarrassed by this story, I don't know what to tell you. And appalled. And then you it's, have the audacity, Americans, Americans, and I'm not even going to say people of color. I'm going to say it. When I was watching CNN this morning, they were saying, you know, China is our biggest threat. And I'm, I'm thinking, why is China a threat? Well, this is the explanation why China is a threat. Because they will grow stronger economically, because they will have a larger warfare, and because they will sell more products. Well, that's not a threat to me. You just dropped your competitive lever. You just didn't bring it. You just didn't bring it. I, I, Russia is a threat to me. China doesn't seem like a threat to me. And then, of course, because China has invested in all these colored countries like Africa and Brazil, and, and, and they are participating and hand their, have their hand in the infrastructure of food and pharmaceutical and so on, et cetera. You know, my threat, listen, world, my threat is being black every morning waking up in America and looking at all of my white sisters and brothers, the majority of them that are very comfortable with, with the society cheating on their behalf. That's my threat. Well, you know, I think, I think a lot of society... Did I say that too hard? Did I say that too hard? No, it is absolute truth. I mean, to hear that story at first, I think I saw it on social media and First I, was I like, thought well, it maybe, wasn't real. I yeah, said, maybe I didn't have the stupid. real context of what happened. Yeah. And then uh, the story came out and uh, the CNN article came out. And then the young man was on CNN last night. I saw him. And well, it was spoken, educated young oh man. Oh, my God. Exactly. Exactly. Very <laughs> educated young man. And, I mean, and then he tried to, he didn't get an attorney. He wasn't trying to sue. He said he wanted policy change. So this happened, I think, two weeks ago but the story yeah. was held yeah. because he was meeting with the hospital administration i think he was meeting with the police department he met with the mayor he said he told them i'm giving you seven days to get back to me with something change right 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 they didn't get back to him so that's when the story came out well, you still raise it the fine print he needs to sue because that's the only way yeah, you really get a law to change is right, that you got to hit the state with money. He, right, yeah, he that's what so while he's quite educated, he doesn't right. realize you have to hit him with money because that forces a law change. Well, I think somebody probably uh, after he yesterday to it. and yeah. the CNN interview, they asked him, did he have representation? And he said he did not. So I'm sure he got contacted by probably 1000 uh, people yesterday. Yeah. Who hey, want to I'm not even a lawyer and I'll represent uh, him. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it was amazing. I would like to hear more from him. But I, I really want to know the person that said you're arrested. What level there uh, there cannot be. What test did he take and pass to get that job? What level I, I, I don't like to use the word stupid because it feels so dirty, but it is stupid and idiotic that you wake up 
and have the audacity to be so insensitive, you arrest someone walking around the hospital with an IV saying they're trying to steal the IV. That level it, of hate and racism and it stupidity. It's, it's a level of hate in your heart that you would right. even you can't even see attempt to accuse somebody of stealing an IV. To do right. what with it? He and, said, "Sell it on eBay." I <laughs> uh, what a knucklehead. <laughs> so mean, so now so we're now we're back to the big question. America, you know, we wake up, and um, the concept is make America number one in the world. And I'm just here to tell you, America hasn't done the job and deserved that space. And you can call me anti-America. You can send me emails, but I can validate what I have to say in facts because the numbers are proven. The numbers are the truth that, you know, we're still drinking dirty water in a free country in Detroit. And now they said they can sue, but then all tribe charges were dropped. This is America. And mm-hmm. so you people, I'm telling you, I know people say they're the people saying, Tanya, you're talking uh, to a blank wall. Don't you know Armageddon's going to come? Well, that works for you. That's fine. <laughs> that, if that works for you, uh, that's fine. But uh, and keeping it real, as I say, real talk, um, don't get me. Don't ask me to sign a petition to join an organization. Um, you may have me move to Canada. <laughs> uh, <laughs> some of my friends who travel internationally uh, for business um have commented that they are so tired of uh, people in Europe and around the world asking them when they see them on flights or see them out in the street, what is going on in the U.S.? What is happening in the U.S.? Because, you know, we forget that people around the world see these stories about what's going on in this country. And they look to us for, um, for a lot of things. They look to us for guidance. They look to us for trends. And they're seeing these stories. And I'm like, first of all, this guy, the guard at the hospital, who calls him over to his car and says, I think you're trying to steal the IV. The man has the IV in his arm. He didn't have it in his pocket. I know. He didn't have it in his coat. He, he had it in his arm. Did the guy I, I'm ever, so glad I, that man's I, I, not I, my brother, father, uncle, because I wouldn't claim him. I said last night, everybody should be arrested. I mean, I mean, so everybody should be fired. Yeah. Everybody yeah. should just be fired. Everybody should be fired. Yeah. And I'm like, aren't these people even concerned about the stuff? They're not even concerned about losing their job. But no, they're not even concerned they know, about because it. they know hatred is everywhere. You know, but I do have some friends that's from Indian of color, and and I'm always blown away. I said, I said to one of my friends, whether you know it, you've come to America and you're a part of the system, because they come to America and they have read all of this false information. And they mistreat people of color and join the racism or, or, or sexism or what we call the status racist stuff, just like everyone else. And I, I've said to my friends of color, you know, have you ever dated a black man? Oh, I would never do that. You've dated everything else. I would never. Have you ever visited Africa? Oh, no, it's dangerous. And I said, you've drank the Kool-Aid. You've drank the American hatred Kool-Aid and you've brought your behinds over here. You're still people of color. But when you came to America because of your poor understanding and lack of education about really what has happened and what continue to happen, they just become a part of, of the other side of the road. Of the other side of the road. Yeah. You know. I mean, but you know, I, the, other, the other thing is I think also America and 
others think that we bellyache over nothing. Like, you know, oh, I'm making a big deal over nothing. But until we all had cell phones and with cameras and video, now we've now now you see it for yourself. Yes. You can't yeah, deny I, I, yeah. it, that this stuff is yeah. happening. No, you can't deny it. We're down to two minutes of break. Um, and uh, we're going to go to break. I wonder if Tina is anywhere around. We're talking about America. We're talking about America. And does America deserve to be number one? But, I, you know, I, we get it, though. We get it. There's third world countries. We get there countries where people have no free liberties. We understand that. People tickle me when they always want to measure you against the worst. Measure America against the best, and we know they continue to fail. And um, I'm going to stand in solidarity by myself because America hasn't America hasn't done right by me, and so many of people of color and women. On that note, <laughs> when we come back, um, we're going to talk a l- little bit more about probably this conversation a little more. I want to talk about Toni Morrison. How about that? Okay, cool. Not just talk radio. We'll be right back. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Sustainable success is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Do you feel you have a bigger life's purpose than you're currently living? Of course you do. Activate your passion as you tune in to Sovereign Self with host Sophia Renea Morales. Become the conscious creator of your own life. Connect with your most powerful and purposeful self in order to make big things happen for you now. Sophia and her guests are doing this every day and are sharing how you can step into this power too. Listen to Sovereign Self every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Change can be a scary thing. It's way too easy to stay inside your comfort zone. But the world is changing, and that's not going to stop. Without adapting yourself to the rest of life is just selling yourself short. Join Sandra Hill every week for Grow Your Voice, Overcome Your Fears. You gain insight with expert guests, experiences, and tools to help you navigate the change and perhaps even welcome it. Listen live on Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. You are listening to Not Just Talk Radio. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to lj at notjusttalkradio.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome, welcome, Not Just Talk Radio. Yep, we're talking about America, and it is what it is. I think these conversations are going to continue, Tony, because as you know, we're coming up on an election year. 
We're also just at a critical state. Um, I know the, I don't want to be the barrier of bad news, but unless we talk about what has happened, what continue to happen, we can't get to a place to fix it. And so I know they had said that the, the hate groups had quadruple and continue to grow in America. Um, I know we had this discussion in the past. We talked about this in the 80s and 90s and, and when we would pitch businesses as diversity experts and say, look, we're going to be at a space where people of color are going to out, out, outnumber um, uh, white America and white people. And we had expected turbulence. We would expect that to be a challenge because in history, the thoughts are we've always ruled in this country and we weren't the best rulers. We weren't kind rulers. We weren't gracious and thoughtful rulers. And by the way, if we ever have to change that seat or lose our seat of, of rulership, will, will, will we be treated the way we were? Will we treat people the way we were? Because people ask me all the time, as an African-American, why aren't you angry? And I said, well, when we do get upset in March, then what, what do you do? Right? But the fact is, I have to tell you, I really don't have any hate at all against white America. I can say that for sure. Now, don't come for me because I will uh-huh. sue you and I know how to I know how to come back. But I do not go to sleep. I don't go in a grocery store. I don't ever look at someone and make a judgment or decision to treat them differently uh-huh. because of their skin tone. Uh-huh. Neither do I do that with gay people, transsexuals or or disabled people. Uh-huh. I, I, I just have never thought twice about it. Mm-hmm. But I, and I wasn't taught that. I was Correct. taught, but but I was taught how to be a survivor in America, um, and my parents couldn't share all the stories because we would have such sad childhood. But the big stories my parents taught me: watch the police, be careful. You know what I mean? Don't mm-hmm. get in the elevator with all white men. Um, white pe- women are probably going to grab their purse. You know, don't be left alone with white children. I mean, you know, because these act, false accusations have always been put out there. We've had countless people of color um, charged with crimes they didn't commit. White right. people say it and, and black people have been hung or put to death off, off of 100 percent false accusations. So those are the things my my parents. But to wake up and to think that you just. Um, think that because of the complexion of your skin, you're smarter, wiser, uh, and, and and deserve more, to me, is a sign of weakness. Because that level of in- intellect, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense when, when you, you when you pan it. But it's interesting enough, you know, I was talking about Toni Morrison before we left, and she has right. a wonderful documentary. It's a two-hour documentary. They're giving it 95 out of 100. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. And one of the comments she made was someone said, uh, you know, how did you deal with Americans? She said, I've, I've never been impressed with white America. I never thought they were smarter than me. And therefore, there you have it. <laughs> well, you know, uh, uh, the society has done everything to make you feel you weren't smart enough, good enough, uh, um, um, agile enough to compete. Uh, you weren't talented you were ugly, everything, you know, your hair is ugly. Um, somebody, uh, I saw something on, on, on Facebook the day before yesterday that really caught my attention, and it was a guy who said, it is 2019, and it was some particular state where they just passed a law where uh, 
people of color could wear their own hairstyles naturally at work without being discriminated against. And he was like, take, <laughs> now take a look at that. It's right. 2019 and somebody whose hair that grows out of their hair, head, is they now have the right to wear their own hair. It, it is mind boggling. The stuff that's going on. You know, it happens in pockets of the country. Things that, and because of social media, we need, we hear about these things now. Yeah, uh, we hear about it. Well, I have to tell you, now they're starting to pass a couple of states pass some laws saying, you know, if you call on an African-American just because they're black, um, you now can be faced with a crime. I know there was some guy in a park yesterday or a day before or whatever was caught on capture restraining, literally holding, violently holding a 13-year-old black child down who was clearly nonviolent. And so we, we again, my call is for white people. Where are the good white people? These are your family members. These are your friends. Somebody's associated. Somebody. They were saying somewhere in one study that they felt that about 50% of Americans were were had some race issues. So if 50% of Americans have some race issues, then the other 50%, you know who those people are. But if this is the way you want to live your life and transform um, and, 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 and turn this country into that, then go China, go. God dog it. Go China, go. Go Brazil, go. West Africa, bring it. South Africa, bring it. Y'all do what you have to do to make the world a better place. Clearly, America has failed this report card for a long time. And you can, again, you can call me anti-American. I'm not. I'm just saying, let the better man win. And my number one thing is humanity. Mm-hmm. If you don't, you know, if you if you don't, if you don't pass, oh, there's the dogs in the office. I'm telling you, <laughs> I have two. I have two doggies sitting at my desk. But more positive note, it is a Fourth of July weekend. Um, what's happening in your neighborhood? Uh, it's quiet right now. It's very quiet. And uh, tell you, 4th of July snuck up on me. I woke up this morning and realized today is the 3rd. So tomorrow <laughs> is the 4th. I'm sure there will be lots of um, illegal fireworks going off <laughs> in the streets. Um, you know, there are not a lot of barbecues going on. I don't smell a lot of smoke anymore on the weekends. I, I don't know what people are doing. And I haven't been invited to a barbecue in probably two years, maybe. I mean, people I don't think are getting together like they used to. And um, I'm the only one uh, who has maybe two or three kind of barbecue get-togethers over the summer. And I'm going to take a page out of everybody else's book and stay in the house Isn't and close weird? the door or something. But... I'm going to have a barbecue on the 13th. You guys, all you listeners are welcome to come over. (laughs) Uh, My dad will be here from Florida and he would like to have a barbecue. And so it'll go down here on the 13th. Mm -hmm. Tony, but remember when back in the day, if your doorbell rang, people would get excited. Oh, somebody's at the door. You would run. Your mom would always or or dad would leave something in the house just in case people stopped by. Let me tell you, now when people ring my doorbell, I feel like, well, who in the heck is ringing my doorbell? And I thought to myself, oh, my goodness, I have been transformed with this old crazy planet myself because I I normally would love company. And as a matter of fact, I just had a new fence put up around my uh, property. And I said to my mom, I want to put a lock on the gate. How pathetic is that? 
Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to have to make some adjusted to that decisions, but not much is happening here either. Um, I'll be working over the holiday, um, trying to get one of my clients, uh, all of their stuff in order and, um, not much is happening. But what else is uh, uh, happening in the news? Wait, before because you pass before you pass this by, I when you said, you know, this is what happens when, when somebody rings a doorbell, did you have you ever seen the comedian? His name is uh Sebastian uh I think it's it's an Italian name, Manski Calco. He did a skit about the doorbell ringing. How in the past, when the doorbell used to ring, you like you said, everybody got excited. Everybody ran to the door to see who it was. <laughs> open the door, come on in. And he was comparing it to how it is now when the doorbell rings. It is the funniest skit ever. And I'm going to have to make sure that you see it. I Oh, I have to check that I out. I laughed out loud because it is so true. Things have changed. Uh, now, um, you know, we... Dag on there, fall on the floor, slither to the door, and try to look out of a crack to see who's at the door. <laughs> well, I have the ring doorbell now. I get, I can look. I look before I go to the door to see who it is. I don't answer my door without knowing who's at the door. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot going on out here. <laughs> yeah, I think some people of us selling. Safe. Some people, people are selling books safe. and knives and because, cookbooks and right. Tables. Well, I'm in Alabama. I'm uh, I'm right now today. I'm in Alabama. Mm-hmm. And um, I stepped out around one o'clock in the morning two nights ago and someone had left a bike literally right in front of my the, the, the gate. And I thought I felt violated. I quickly and I checked my cameras and I was like, oh, my gosh, my camera. As a matter of fact, I changed my cameras uh, viewer distance because of it. And I'm thinking, who? Who's who was around my house at one o'clock at night? Because it, it wasn't there at twelve when I stepped out with the dogs, and I'm thinking, who stopped and consciously said, "I'm going to stop in front of this house and leave this bike." And I, I get why people are afraid to open their doors, even if you live in a so-called safe neighborhood, because you just don't know who's on the other end. Uh, most of mine is I have. I am sad to say, uh, I love being alone. I'm almost to an extreme. <laughs> so that's often why I don't want to open uh, my door. Hey, but are you there, Tony? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, so Tony, look, I wanted what? to run this by. I forgot. Did you see the Nike sneaker sneaker where they put the 16 star flag on the back of the Nike sneaker? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I saw it. Now, Cabernabke said to them, um, he said, this may be a problem, and Nike ignored it. But what blows me is, right now, with Arizona having being the number one state killing of innocent black people, had the audacity to slam Nike and also pull some money, some money uh, from Nike and, uh, um, and basically say, we won't support something because this feels like it's, it's disrespectful. What, how do you contradict? It's just... I'm, what it's are they, amazing. Stupid. It's just it's amazing. But but that represented five hundred jobs for that area in Arizona. Right. Oh, oh yeah. That represented so five hundred jobs will be taken away because the state took away money. But, but from Arizona, because you kill more innocent black people than anyone in the United States. I mean, is the level of stupidity? Why they don't think consumers? Regular people don't get this. I, I don't know because it's loud and clear to us. 
But why did they get involved in this fight? Um, they threw their opinion out there and he took an aggressive stand, but the aggressive stand he needs to be taking is with his police force, um, and with his local citizens, with their level of hate against Latinos, they want to mask. They always want to mask, you know, divert and mask, divert and mask. But that has played out. As you said, we, we can capture things on television and on our cell phones and, and on the internet, and we can stay abreast. The level of stupidity and unintelligence with leadership now is, it's almost shocking. It's hard to discuss, but yeah, they took a very hard stand. I'm not impressed by their stand. I would have, I I I don't think they had a dog in that fight. No, they didn't. What did did this really have to do with them? Kaepernick brings it to Nike's attention and says, this flag could be potentially, this symbol on your sneakers could be a potential problem for you. And Nike says, hey, we don't want a problem. We'll pull us back. Let us review. And then Arizona jumps in. About Arizona what? jumps in. And then they, because they probably, wanted, they probably wanted to get out of the deal anyway. And they found a way out, a weak little pathetic way out. And it's, it's, it's now over the news. And just another example of, of a lack of um, intelligence at the leadership board. It's just ridiculous. Yep, I'm going hard. I'm just telling the truth. I'm saying if you don't see this, it's because you don't want to see it. But all you have to do is pause and open your eyes. Hey, did you did you check out this extraordinary young woman this morning um, that uh, was, she's a poet? Yeah, po- a poet laureate, I think, is the title. Oh my goodness! Yeah, was that, was that extraordinary? Yeah, yeah. I can't wait to see her full performance. You know, she's a beautiful, beautiful girl. She beautiful girl. is a mm-hmm. very, uh, um, a very attractive, uh, yeah, very attractive young lady. Uh, they're saying four minutes. Yep, four minutes to break. Um, let's see what else is in the news. What I just want to talk about, Tony Brown. Um. I saw something, it's not really uh, news, but just something that struck me about how time really goes by and how things sometimes are full circle. So, um, this is the anniversary of Luther Vandos passing away. Is it? Uh, yeah, it is. It's it's the anniversary. And I, I can't, I had the year in my head. Uh, but anyway, it's, it's the anniversary. Actually, it's, uh, I want to say 14 years. Did you? Wait, weren't you a part of the funeral? Didn't you produce the funeral? Yes, we did. We actually produced Luther Vandross's funeral. And um, yep, fourteen years. Yeah, fourteen years, and it was a full circle moment because um, the video popped up. Um, It was it was aired in New York on 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 live. It was aired live in New York, and uh, the video popped up as someone uh, recounting the anniversary being uh, this week. And Aretha Franklin sung at Luther's funeral. And I'm thinking, well, now she's not here. Wow. You know know what? I'm still surprised at. (laughs) Luther passed at 54. I mean, so young. I'm older than 54. Yeah, he had medical issues. He was, I believe, a diabetic. And, you know, he had, um, you know, gone on several diets, liquid diet, this diet, that diet. And, um... Uh, but, and I believe his 
he lost family members. His father died, if I'm correct, very young. Father, brother, sister. Right. He lost, yeah, and he lost everybody. I believe the mother was the only person left by the time Luther passed away, I think. His mother was the only, his siblings, I believe. No, he did. I think his sister was alive. But, um, yeah, I thought about that. And the odd thing was, my good friend, Marcus Miller, is Luther was one of his best friends and his writing partner. And when Luther died, I knew when Luther had the stroke and he lived for, you know, some time and then passed away. And um, I got the call to or we got the call to to do Luther's funeral, to come home. I was in California, come home and help us put this funeral together for Luther. And I was thinking, boy, uh, one of my good friends is Luther's good friends. And he couldn't be at the funeral because he was traveling internationally. And had performances mm. scheduled, so that was another, uh, you know, interesting moment. Um, oh, I know Gladys wasn't Glad was Gladys Knight a part of that. I know you know she's on her farewell tour right now. She looks wonderful, and she's she does. Oh, I have to tell you, but I'll wait till you come till we come back from breaks. So I can tell you what I did last week. Oh, uh, and who what? I saw last week. What? Do we and, have time? And, oh, we got a minute, right? Well, we're down. It's his voice down. We're down to two minutes. Well, I, I just said check out uh, uh, Gladys. No, we're down to a minute. Check out Gladys. I hear she's on her farewell tour. I'm going to uh, yeah. read about her in Manchester. Yeah. Not just talk radio, two black women having a good conversation and a chat. Started with America. I'm going to end with a little fun. Thank mm-hmm. you for listening. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Are you ready for a show about possibilities? Are you tired of boundaries and limitations and ready for expansion and growth? Then tune in and spend some time with Rebecca Huey, host of Mastermind. Dr. Rebecca provides a safe, healing environment designed to help you develop emotional intelligence, resilience, and the self-awareness necessary to create positive, long-lasting change. Listen every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Want to improve your health, business, and life just by listening to a radio show? Well, we can at least move you in the right direction. Listen for Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. Each week, Allison will speak with amazing guests and find out what's changed their lives and how they are changing the lives of others. From beauty to health to business and personal relationships, we're here to inspire you to live your life of passion. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers channel are you ready to be fabulous you know science has proven that women thrive in a tribe together and now we invite you to join two fierce females otherwise known as sheila and sarah as they help you take the journey from flat to fabulous it's fun terrific stories and wise insight every week take better control of your life tune in every wednesday at 3 p.m eastern time and 12 noon pacific time for life from flat to fabulous on the voice america influencers channel Create happiness now. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to Not Just Talk Radio. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5795. 
That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to lj at notjusttalkradio.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome, welcome. We're back. We're back, Not Just Talk. You're going to tell me what you did last week. I saw Shaka Khan in New Jersey. What? Oh, no, wait. I was in Pennsylvania at the Sands Hotel. And how was she? Listen, I'm giving her a standing ovation. Shaka? She looked great. She sound great. I wrote on Facebook, I'll have what she's having. Cause she, Me too. She brought, Me too. She brought the fire. She was old Shaka from my 20s. Really? Yes, she was. She's got the voice. She hit those notes. She looked great. Uh, she looked happy. And I was happy to see all of that for her. You know what? I, I love those old groups. I grew up with them. You know, Shaka's a Chicago girl. She went to mm-hmm. prom. Shout out to David Waugh with my, oh, at one time, brother-in-law. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I'm familiar with Shaka being a person. I've you know met her many times when I was younger. I was, But, mm-hmm. you know, she's older than I. And um, I have been approached by, I have to tell you, probably a dozen of the old school groups in the Shaka space. Mm-hmm. And they've asked me to start a booking agency and manage them. Because, you know, I know how to get money from corporations and things like that. And every time I sit down and talk one of these, talk to one of these ladies, because I wouldn't manage men, because it's just, it's just not what I want to do. Um, I don't, you know, want to be that personal with the dynamics. And I know about men and backstage, and I just don't want to be bothered with that. But let me tell you, the reason why is because so many of them are so difficult. And mm-hmm. every time, I mean, just recently, just in May, I had a conversation. And I thought to myself, if we're just talking about this, you know, and you're biting my face off, then I, we're never going to be able to work together. And, but it's good to see Shaka, who's had so many tribulations in her life. Yeah. Yeah. Be able to maintain her voice, her health, her sanity, you know, and her yeah. flow. Because so many of them haven't, you know. I mean, the voice is a a muscle and it gets weak. I mean, the last five years of my dad singing, he didn't want to sing. Didn't. He he really, he he sang because the other groups, the other members weren't ready to retire. But it broke my heart because I knew his voice wasn't as strong as it was. Mm Mm-hmm. And and he was no longer in love with it. You know, he's had sang for sixty three years. Leave me right. alone. Leave right. me alone. <laughs> don't ask uh, me to sing anything, right? Don't ask me to. And one day I looked at him. I said, "What's, Daddy? How you feel?" And he said, "Them same old songs." And I can't imagine, um, you know, re reading the same proposal for sixty three years. How about that? When you think about it like that, right? You know, we're not entertainers, so we want that person to sing the same songs that we love and we know. We want them to do the show that we want them to do. Sometimes they want to stretch and they want to do other music or other songs we're not familiar with. We don't want that. (laughs) So, yeah, but if you look at how many years... When you look at it like that, when I saw my dad come home and I saw his face go, (laughs) I had to sing, Oh, What a Night... Again, <laughs> it's like uh, have, going to work and being asked to read the same chapter 
for your entire life. It takes right. a shocker. Shout right. out to Shaka that she can hit the stage and make you feel like, hey, you're young again and in the right. flow. And you, and you <laughs> because some some artists just phone it in. You know, they just phone in the song, and you're like. But Shaka came and she brought the fire. I have to give it to her. Uh, I was really happy, happy to see how well she looked and how great. I mean, she sound like Shaka from the 80s. Really? Oh, my God. Yeah, I was really happy for her. You know, I, I, I mean, I, I mean, um, I like Shaka. She's a real talent. She's one of the real deals. Um, and but you know it was so interesting because I saw her on television this week and she was talking about Kanye was sampling her song and she had right. given the authorization and then she didn't like how his rendition of what he did and and she would have said absolutely no and I thought how how great of her to keep it so real um, we, we're getting a, a lot of real conversations from entertainers nowadays I know nowadays have you seen the Quincy Jones um, documentary on no. On, no, but oh I want. God. I want to see. It's a Netflix, right? It's on Netflix. It's it's Netflix. So wait, so here here's wait, the wait. So, before you cross over. I have to tell you a Shaka story. Okay, <laughs> tell me Shaka story. So we used to do this big uh, radio industry dinner in Washington D.C., and I think it used to be almost two thousand people at the hotel in D.C. for this dinner, and it was hosted by Steve Harvey. And uh, Shaka was an honoree, and they used to do that big traditional dais with like 25 people across the stage. And Shaka was one of the honorees that year. And um, the uh, CEO of the organization went up to do the welcome, and after he did the welcome, there was no one doing the invocation. There was no, no prayer. Uh, on the run of show for that day. And so he walked off the stage after he did his welcome and said, everybody enjoyed dinner. And so after he came down off the stage, he went out into the audience and I kind of went out behind him just to make sure he knew uh, where this particular sponsor was that he wanted to speak to. And all of a sudden at the mic, we are in the audience. At the mic, you hear tap, 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 tap. Excuse me. And I turned around. Shaka is at the mic. Shaka says, "Are we gonna say? Are we gonna say a grace up here in this piece or not?" And then she starts praying. Shaka, Shaka did the invocation at the dinner. Oh my God! It was just like a surreal moment. She came out of nowhere. Shaka, Shaka said, listen, we praying whether they like it or not. It might not be on the schedule, but, and she is somebody who really does speak her mind. Right. So she did it that night and I have did never you, forgotten did you, it. Did you find, we only have about nine minutes left. Yeah, go ahead. Did you, did you find that you feel better now? I'm at that age where if I don't speak my truth, I really get sick. Right? If I don't, yeah. if, if I, for years, my you know, people around you have always says, well, you know, be very delicate. It's like, you know, but there is a way for me to be delicate and tell my truth. But when the it gets bluer, me telling my truth doesn't feel delicate to you. And so do you find that at this age, because we're around the same age, that the importance of just saying, because I mean, what are you going to do? Live on fragile eggs your entire life? Especially when you know you're not coming from a place of cruelty. You, you, your intentions are not to be cruel. Yeah, it's funny because this was something I was thinking about this morning. You know, um, I've got some challenges with a family member or two in terms of 
what's true, what's not true, and what you know how 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 it should be handled by the family. Are we gonna really put the cards out on the table, or are we gonna you know walk on eggshells around it? And here's the thing: you're right. As you get, as I find, I find as you're getting older, you don't have time for stuff. You don't you 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 feel like you got to take care of something while while it's going on and that you have the right to say how you feel about it you have a right to tell the truth and you have a right to say how you feel about it i literally if i if you ask me a question um i I know one of my uh immediate family members are always saying no don't tell them and i go that that makes me sick because you constantly think about it how long am i going to think about it but but I then I find what, right. I should have just you, said what I had on my mind. Yeah, because if nicely. you don't talk, do you if you don't speak, do you find the dynamic dynamics of the family? You, they don't know you. I think the biggest thing that I'll probably do a little more therapy on <laughs> is that I left home at eighteen nineteen. I left. I moved to New York, and I was gone for many many years. I've never moved back home, and so my immediate family, they do not have a clue who I am. And if I ever say, well, let me tell you how I feel, they just go boom, 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 and mull over it. And so it's so funny. My oldest sister called me yesterday, and she was speaking with me, and I said, well, you know, I, I despise cooking. She said, no, you don't. I said, honey, who, who, this is Latanya. The thought of cooking, I literally despise cooking. And she says, no, you don't. And I go, she said, but you cook for us. You, you say, what's, what's your menu? I said, because I'm a grown woman, so I know how to do what I don't want to do well. But I hate cooking. She says, I find that impossible to believe. And I thought to myself, really? <laughs> yeah. But that, I mean, that, really? It's your truth. And you might as well tell your truth. At some point if in I, your life, I, you yeah. got to tell your truth. You know, we're not rude. We're not mean. I'm not right. going to disrespect you. Right. But I feel like I need to tell you, and this is something Ayala Vonsant says, I need to tell you how I experience you. Oh, that's good. I need to tell I you how I experience that. you. Know, because uh, people, just, I don't right. think, understand how sometimes other people experience them. That is so heavy. Right. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not trying to bring you down. I'm not trying to disrespect you. But, I, but you might need to know how it comes across. And that's a great thought for people that are going to be with family uh, this weekend uh, or friends uh, for the holiday. I, I know um, that's the piece. You know, I moved to Alabama to get away. I, I've, I, I had never stopped. You and I know we work in the same business. Mm-hmm. I tell people in our business, you all, you're constantly on a new job um, interview because you're working with new clients. Other people get on the job. They got their business. That's what they do. Us, we're constantly working with new clients. It's always a new job, a new job. And I started to crash. And when I was telling people, I'm I'm falling, and I don't think I'll get up if I fall. And I had to run away for a while. But um, to my shock, I got to Alabama, and I have met relatives that I was never close with. And I'm... I'm blown away. I'm blown away about the miscommunication. And some of it is, is that we have different experiences. But um, I'm holding my ground because I just think it's important for anyone out there. Just tell your truth. You know, and, and I have to push. I've come from a very religious family, Tony. Mm-hmm. So religion has separated our family. 
you know, right. so-and-so don't eat with so-and-so or go somewhere because she believes in this religion and that religion and she smokes and because she smokes, it's not a part of my religion. And I'm, I, I, I am so disappointed, but I'm able to pick, I'm able to move on. Well, you know, I'm, I'm sure there are listeners that feel the say, same way I feel. And I notice, you know, and maybe in the past where you didn't say what you needed to say, you didn't say what was really in your heart. And so you take it back home with you. And for two or three more years, you keep thinking about what you should have said and what didn't get said. And right. that's something that I, ca- I carry with me for a long time. I don't want to carry it. I don't want to carry it, so I need to say, and I don't need to be rude, and I can and right. be kind to a person, but say what I feel. And I was in a relationship a couple of years ago that I'm no longer in, and it wasn't that, uh, I wasn't really upset about the relationship ending. I was really upset that I didn't get to say what I wanted to say to that person about how I experienced them. And probably eight months Later, I got the chance, or maybe it was a year later, I got the chance. And once I said everything I wanted to say, I was done. I wasn't carrying it. It's it's actually quite freeing. I think you're able to really move on. This year has been tremendously huge for me and moving on. Mm -hmm. This year has been, I felt if if I didn't, if I don't stand and live in my truth, I, I, I feel like I'm not living. I know it's a, it sounds extreme, but I think I, I just kept my mouth shut and went along. But I, but it took me about 25 years to deprogram myself from the ways, from several things that I just knew weren't a part of my journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they weren't negative things. It's just that I wasn't, I was not put on this earth to be some little backwards wife to do what my husband say and be obedient you know I hate that word um to be trained and and I just came from that southern well just get married and let you and be obedient to your husband and I knew that would kill me I knew I would die that was that was a perfect death for me Mm -hmm. (laughs) but we're we're down to a minute some dynamics to think about when you're with your family speak your truth um also, hey, if we're part of America, the, the saga continues. A lot of changes are going to take place. Um, do what Tyler Perry says. Go out there and stand in your truth. Own what you want. Own who you are. Be who you are. Um, it, you show up to the job. They don't acknowledge you and give you a promotion. Work very hard. Start your own company. Go ahead. I mean, th- there's a way around this, and that is... Uh, white racist America doesn't owe me a doggone thing. As a matter of fact, I won't accept anything from them. Um, and that being said, go ahead and create your own. Be smart about it, though. Right, Tony? Be smart take about it. Take a chance. I think but take we a took chance. a chance. Yeah, you we are an entrepreneur. Chance. I'm an entrepreneur. Um, right. we're, all, we're doing pretty darn good. Yeah. It hasn't killed us. That's what I always say. They have, it's not going to kill you to stand, get out there and try. Still stand. And we have a certain piece. Don't you have a certain piece? There's a piece. You don't have that thing on your back yeah you know oh my god I went to I went to the cafeteria and she asked me a question I hope she took me the right way oh Bob you better give your final words Latanya give your final advice now my final advice T.D. Jake said something this week to Steve Harvey on his final show he said the reason why uh, you can't plan everything in the future because if you do you'll have no faith right and so some plans you know uh, planning, if everything was planned, and if you planned and knew exactly where you were going, then, then there would be no need for faith. 
So I say, you know, do your homework, stay informed, stay encouraged, share, be nice and be thoughtful, be kind to others. Treat people the way you want to be treated. Love thy neighbor. And on that note, enjoy your holiday. Be safe. And remember to have faith, lean into it, because infinite possibilities are available to you. Not just talk radio. (laughs) Not just talk. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to Not Just Talk Radio. You'll want to check out the next edition of the show next Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. 